the volume. It's Moneyline Monaco presented by FanDuel. The sports calendar is packed and there is no place better to get in on the action than FanDuel. So many sports to bet on. NBA, March Madness around the corner. You got the PGA Tour, hockey, and then some. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play. The spread, the money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, so much more. Jump into the app. At any time during the game with live betting, you can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay and try out same game parlay. Plus, just download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Moneyline Monaco podcast. I'm Alex Monaco. We are live on Amazon, Amp, Volume Sports, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Fired up. We're in the New York market here. Conference tournaments cooking. March Madness right around the corner. But what a nice time to take a little NBA pivot to the grown men of this sport and talk all things NBA. Got my producer on. We're going to be doing a little fun contender or pretender. This is the time to roll up the sleeves, talk out some futures. What do we like? And again, if you've been rocking with me, you know I'm on a couple of these futures. So I will reiterate, double down, let you know where I'm at on these teams. But between the West, which is tighter than me trying to get a seat on the A-Train Friday afternoon subway traffic in New York, is separated between the 2 and the 13 seed by 7 wins. We're talking about a Nuggets team that's never been the one seed ever in the history of their existence and a Kings team that has not made the playoffs since before the iPhone was invented. And I'm not trying to throw you material. This is fact, not fiction. Bibby Stoyakovich Weber. That's the last time this Kings team was in the two seed. So to sit here, look at the Warriors, the Mavericks, the Clippers, flirting with the play-in tournament, the Lakers on the outside looking in. It's a special time, not to mention KD and Kyrie going from Brooklyn to Dallas and Phoenix. So without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to bounce a few teams, East and West. want to welcome my producer, and let's start out. What do you got for me first, Matt, on contender or pretender? First up, NBA contender or pretender, the New York Knicks. Your New York Knicks. Let's go. I appreciate it. Hey, this is a team you have to call a contender. And it's not just because I host a show on MSG Networks. Check it out. Better half hour. The reality is this team, and again, scheduling and spots, betting the NBA is, I said it last week, I'll say it again, harder than figuring out what a woman is thinking minute to minute, hour to hour. It is that hard, but it's about schedules, spots, traveling. Perfect example. Knicks on a nine-game win streak. Longest win streak since 2013. The whole media market, even first takes, giving them some love. And then all of a sudden, they get a double OT win in Boston. They got to make a pit stop at home against Charlotte and then go back on the road for a West Coast game and a trip, which is where they are now. So they've lost two straight, but they've won nine. But I want to go back because I'm telling you the scheduling thing got in the way of the funk, what they've really been in the last 10-ish, nine-game win, nine win streak will go there, but 10-ish plus games. And 
I sat here on my Moneyline Monaco Instagram, on my TikTok, screamed from the Empire State Building, painted Philadelphia Eagles colors, which is sickening, by the way, that you got to take this team at 42 to 1. And here we are on FanDuel at 27 to 1. And just telling you who they are on that nine game win streak, they were second in the NBA in offensive rating, third in points per game second in field goal percentage, fifth in three-point percentage, and they were the fifth defensive best rating overall in that win streak. And first, first in net rating on that win streak over the Bucks. You look at Julius and Jalen. Julius has had three of his top five highest scoring months this season. Again, I'm going to go long here on the Knicks because I'm, I'm, on, I'm on them and I'm emotional about them, but Watching what they've done, again, they're seven points better defensively when Mitch Rob comes in. Quickly's come out of nowhere. He might steal the six-man-of-the-year award from Brockton. But this is what I try to tell people. Since Josh Hart got acclimated, they, they went on that 9-0 run, but their plus-minus went through the roof. Since Tibbs went to a nine-man rotation, their top three overall record in the league. And the East is wide open. I know the West is wide open, but the Bucks, who now have... have Leapfrog Boston in the one spot outside of the Celtics who are one and three against New York, by the way, and Philly, you can't trust Doc's playoff coaching. We'll get to them in a bit. How do you not take a flyer on the Knicks? The Heat haven't had chemistry all year. The Cavs are new in development and the Knicks own the Cavs. Go look at the box scores. This Knicks team, again, on FanDuel, and I'll wrap it with this. You can bet it for a hundred and cash out at any time. And that is the exciting thing about a futures. Put 100 down at 28 to 1. I'm already on. Look, I took them at plus 11,000. So I did it for fun at 11,000. Now I'm sitting here watching a real team every minute, every game. I don't watch a team more than the Knicks. So I'm telling you, it's a little emotional. But they play Boston very well. And if somebody, somebody takes Milwaukee out the East as a completely open conference. And what happened to Kevin Durant, which we'll talk Phoenix, was so eerie and freaky. How do you not sit here and protect some of the chalk in this NBA playoffs? They're a contender. Let's keep it going, Matt. Moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, your other team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Are they a contender or pretender in the Western Conference? Six and two in the last eight. No LeBron James. And they are first in defensive defensive efficiency since the All-Star break. First. And you got to credit Rob Lowe's doppelganger. Because what Palinka did to get Mo Bamba, Hachimura, most importantly, D'Angelo Russell, Vanderbilt, and a huge piece in Beasley. This team is fascinating now. And go back to the bubble Lakers. It was LeBron AD, and no offense to Caruso and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, but I'm sorry, uh, were any of those 87s in 2K? It was literally a cast of characters when the Lakers won it all. And you look at what AD has done in the last several games. His last five games, he's averaging 33 and just under 14. We almost hit a 5-1 to one parlay on his rebounds. He had a 20, 20 rebound outing. But looking at what Vanderbilt... Beasley and Anthony Davis have been defensively, and I got it here. It's fact, not fiction. They are the one, two, and three among defensive rating NBA starters since the All-Star break in the entire league. So the Bubble Lakers were Vogel coach defensive-minded. All of a sudden, this team that, again, cannot compete 
from a three-point standpoint with virtually anyone in the league. But what they can do is play bully ball. What they can do is muck it up. They can throw you a little elbow to your jugular. They can get a little 90s nicks on you. And why not do that? I always say that. How are you looking at the painting? Everybody's looking at the painting the same way. Let's all go try to be the Golden State Warriors. Well, you don't have Clay and you don't have Curry, and you're never going to be that. So why not, and this is going to be contingent on coaching and player coaching, try to try to flip the script and say, we were third best in defense when we won it all in the bub. Why not embody that? Go all in on it. Start getting angry. No one hates anybody except for our guy, Draymond. And Dylan, it's great for the league. I'll get to the Warriors. I think that's great for the league. But what the Lakers have in front of them, 25 to 1, the value is there. Get it now. Uh, my producer and I are on plus 198 for the Lakers to win the playoffs. I'm on them plus 220. They're already back down close to even. That Vegas is telling you something. They are a contender. Let's keep it rolling. Staying in the West Coast or in the Western Conference. The Nuggets have been good the last couple of years, but they've never really, uh, you know, won the Western Conference. Are the Nuggets a legit contender or pretender in the Western Conference? You know, they have to be a contender. Uh, you're 30 and five at home, but 16, 15 on the road is troubling. I went back and looked at their last two losses, and I don't want to say they go as Jamal Murray goes. He had such an abysmal outing against the Bulls. They got absolutely ran out of their own gym. And then you go back to the loss at Memphis and another abysmal outing, 3 of 13, 8 points for Jamal Murray, and they get ran out by well over double digits. Again, this team has the pieces. They did an interesting move right before the trade deadline. They got a Reggie Jackson. They got a Thomas Bryant. They, they, they mix and mingled their, their role players amidst an unbelievable run. Now, we know the Jokic narrative, 25 triple dubs. By the way, this is hitting your ears at a time where he's gone two straight games without a triple-double, and you have to go back to early December for the last time you went three games without a, a triple-dub. So throw that in if you catch this at the right time. But I have to call them a contender, seventh in offense, 11 in defense. But again, I said it out the top, they've never been in this spot before. They don't scare me. It's just a team sort of like Memphis that's unproven in the playoffs that wants to let everyone know they're serious. They need to be taken seriously and they should be. They got the MVP and the best record at home in the league. They are a contender. Am I betting them to win the West? I'm not. There's no value at the top of the Western conference as far as futures, but you got to give them dabs. They are a contender. Let's keep it pushing. Keep it moving. Staying in the Western conference. Once again, Kevin Durant got a little injured last night, uh, turned his ankle in uh, pregame. Um, are the Phoenix Suns a legit contender in in the Western Conference? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, that's that's hook, line, and sink. We know that three and zero undefeated uh, with KD, four and zero since putting up twenty six seven and three in those games, shooting sixty nine percent from the field, fifty three point eight from three. But he's rejuvenated the Suns. That again. We're clinging to some State Farm insurance there. They can't stay healthy. I don't know what Chris Paul did in a past life, yada, yada. But D-Book has been rejuvenated, to say the least. He has gone re-gronculous. No one in Phoenix Suns history, not Charles, not no one, has gone 35-plus four straight games. He's done that. Shooting, 38 a game, 6.8, 4.8, over 60% from the field. 53 from three, re-ridiculous numbers. But Aiton's numbers have gone down a little. Chris Paul hasn't taken 10 shots all three games he was on the court with KD. So 
Again, it's working because KD is seamless. He's interchangeable, unlike his guy Kyrie. He could fit on all NBA teams without any hesitation. This was already a fourth best Monty Williams defense before KD came. The question is depth. The question is health. We were all focused on Chris Paul's health. Kevin Durant has now been hurt for the second time. This is a, a mid-level ankle sprain, something like that. He's out for the season, we're being told, potentially into the playoffs. This is not good. So do I believe in the Suns? Of course. They'll be in the Western Conference Finals pending injuries with a chance to go to the finals and win it. You have to say yes, but you got to be a little concerned about the health. That's all we have to sit here and worry about. Health and a little bit of depth. But we've never seen this kind of a fab four on a team outside of the Warriors with KD. So he's found his way onto a super team again. Got to call him a contender. I'd say pump the brakes a little and see how this team goes without KD for the foreseeable future. What do we got next? Up next is the volume's favorite NBA team, the Golden State Warriors. They got Steph Curry back recently. Are the Warriors a contender or pretender in the West? Oh, they got to be a contender and to be honest a team that won and won and continue to win four times in Draymond big daps to him speaking up and speaking out about everything that he should to protect his name and all things Golden State Warriors Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies have done nothing they are a regular season fun story they are not going anywhere in the playoffs I'm sorry it ain't gonna happen and what we saw on Thursday night on TNT was exactly what you want to see if you want to back the Warriors. And I know that sounds ridiculous because they lost the game. But the reality is, how do you, and I talk about this with Henson, I talk about this with a few NBA guys I have relationships with, to stay engaged as a championship team in an 82-game season is almost impossible. Not that you're bored, not that you're necessarily checked out but you know you're going to the playoffs you know you're going to be in the dance seeding doesn't matter like it used to in the nba at least we're seeing that in the last few years and to me a warriors team that isn't concerned with getting home court just needs to get in the dance now there are some causes for concern they're under 500 in clutch games those are considered five points or less in five minutes or less that has to improve and of course Six, 16th in offensive rating and second in defensive rating last year is not where they are defensively even close. Offensively, ironically, they're top three in points per game and offense efficiency in a lot of categories. But I've said this before. Wiggins is out, personal issues. Curry's just getting back. They don't have their team yet. How do you make an assessment? How do we swipe left on the Warriors when we don't know what they are yet? We're waiting very patiently. I thought last night that would be a nice bounce back. But the road record, to say the least, is terrifying. And again, you've probably seen on ESPN, no team has had this awful of an output on the road and gone on to win an NBA championship. So you have to put them as a contender because of who they are. I'm already on them. I was on them at 9-1. to one. They dropped to 7-1. to one. It's too late for me. I'm already rowing with the volume sports DG show all the way to the promised land as I wouldn't have it any other way. But the defense has to improve. The road outings have to improve. Matt knows I took him over the thunder midweek. Minus four should have been gravy. And they made a thunder game, a thunder game difficult. So they have to dig deep defensively. Hopefully, hopefully GP the second can do that for him. They are a contender because of who they are, but maybe wait a little bit. Because you can get a good value number on the Warriors just because of where they are all season. Let's keep it going. 
Yeah, that road record drives me insane. It's Six and twenty-five is it's crazy. Unwatchable. It's, it's crazy. Uh, staying in the West Coast, uh, this team started slow at the, after the trade de- trade deadline, but now they've won two in a row. The Los Angeles Clippers are they a legit contender or pretender in the West? I mean, they're a contender, Matt. But geez, uh, two and five with Westbrook, he, he's leading the league in turnovers at minimum thirty-six minutes for NBA players. I feel bad for the guy. It's four on five out there offensively as far as 15 feet out. He's shooting he's shooting jumpers like you're watching college basketball jumpers in this month of March, people. It is hard to watch. He's shooting fewer shots, which is a positive because you want him to facilitate. You want him to in, impose his will that way. Boards, assists, hustle plays, defense, second chance, transition. Don't shoot. Just don't shoot. But he's putting up 14, 8, and 3 which isn't abysmal, but I'm watching this Clippers team and I was so against Reggie Jackson getting dealt. Huge Reggie Jackson fan. And he just was not appreciated enough on that team. He could get you a bucket. He's a true point guard. And that's what I'm concerned with, with this Clippers team. They're a contender because they got Kawhi and Paul George. And how many teams have two top 15 players in this tournament, but they just don't have chemistry. And the fact that the locker room didn't want Russ, but Paul did, and you saw how it went in, th- in OKC with Paul and Russ. I keep my comments to myself as far as off the court, but what are we doing as far as endorsing a guy that's been on five teams in five seasons? Uh, for a championship run, there's so there's so many other interesting pieces that landed on other teams before the deadline, and the Clippers just botched it. And they're a, they're a defensive-minded team They're middle of the pack defensively. I'll put them as a contender. I'm not betting them. I don't believe in them at all. And it's because there's, again, too, no continuity with this team. Because Kawhi wants to Larry David Lamp a third of the season. Paul George is not a spring chicken. This is not a young team. And so you're going to have to ask guys like Terrence Mann to go berserk. Eric Gordon to not act like he's in Del Boca Vista phase four at this point in his, his career. And he is. I, the, the Clippers have no juice this year. But I'll call him a contender because of the two men they have. And Kawhi has turned it into another gear right when we doubt him t- at times before. But I don't, I don't personally want to put money on him. What do we got next? All right, so we have too many contenders. I'm hoping I can get you on this one. This is a little sneak, a little sneak attack. This is a little sneak attack right here. Uh, quickly, Philadelphia 76ers, contender or pretender in the East? Watch me just upset everybody. Well, look, let me rephrase that. The, the Clippers, I, I call them a contender for you listening because they have a chance. But me, they are a pretender as far as I'm not betting them. Let me reiterate that. But I'm, I'm sort of in the middle on Philly. They're a contender, but I'll call them a pretender so we don't swipe right on the whole show. But I don't trust Doc Rivers in situational playoff coaching. We've seen it time and time again. I've said it before on the cast. Thibodeau is the brains behind the operation of any Doc's successful playoff runs. Now, Harden's playing out of his mind as far as assists. He just had the second most in his career with 20 the other day. They won a a very convincing win against the T-Wolves with no Harden. And so... It's a team that has the pieces. If Maxi can start to give you more like 25, 27 like he did last game and not 20, and Tobias gives you more like 17, 18 and not 12, 13, and, and beat and hard and do what they do, and you got a Melton and a Tucker and, and, and players like that stepping up, they are capable, but they shrink 
They shrink in the big moments. We've seen it. I can't trust it. I'm off the process. I've been off the process since Ben Simmons was still in a uniform. I just feel like Philly can't put it all together. But for those listening, they play excellent defense. And if you play excellent defense in the regular season, you have to be considered for at least some sort of a playoff run. I just don't. I put them second fiddle to the Bucs and the Celtics. And it's weird I got this affinity for the Knicks, but the Knicks have proven competitiveness at least against one of these two teams. I know I know Philly beat Milwaukee last time, but that was a spot. That was a spot. That wasn't a seven-game series. I'm talking of the mindset of a seven-game series. We haven't seen it with Philly yet. I don't particularly feel that way right now. I'm off them. I got to swipe left at the end of the show. We're out of here. That's it, right? That's it for contender or pretender. I do have a new fun segment uh, that sweep the nation. It's called Ask Monaco Questions. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Um, so it's March, and um, we're both big NBA guys, uh, and we do dabble in some college hoops, but now we're pretty much fully all in to college hoops for March for a couple weeks here. Um, I do want to ask you, what, what are the biggest differences as a sports better between the betting on the NBA and betting on college basketball? First thing that comes to mind, Matt, is grown men versus teenagers. Uh, you know, you're, you you got to be sensitive to that. It's hard for me sometimes uh, when you're betting real money to be that. But the biggest thing is to realize, and it's the same thing with college football, is that these are 18 to 22-year-olds, and this is the biggest moment of their careers for the most part, a lot of them. So from a betting perspective, you have to be aware of that and, and recognize and factor in the moment. Now, betting... <laughs> I'm covering the Big East. Take the dogs, plug your schnoz, and catch some W's. I think the dogs in this tournament hold more weight than the favorites. The word after March is madness. That was not created because favorites and chalk is covering. So the biggest discrepancy, I think, is that the underdogs are a lot more live. And then we talk about this a lot on as far as NBA scheduling and spots and back-to-back. Well, you're seeing a little Costco sample with the conference tournaments, but pay close attention to how these teams are doing game-to-game game with no days off. You get a team that's got to play three, four games in a row, a Rutgers that just beats a Michigan, then they got to play Purdue the next day. Pay close attention to those teams. See how the great teams or the chalk in this tournament does, but this is a weird March. It's wide open. Kentucky, Duke, and North Carolina are over 45 to 1. When's the last time those three have been 45 to 1? But that's the biggest discrepancy. Cool. Uh, yeah, college basketball is, is t- I mean, NBA is brutal as well, but college basketball, the madness, like you said. So, all right. So it seems like Aaron Rodgers is on the move and leaving Green Bay and seems to be, and, and the Jets seem to be the favorite right now. So, Looking at the board, the Jets are plus 1,600 to win the Super Bowl, and that's on the move, and plus 750 to win the AFC. Are there are, are you firing on the Jets, on any Jets bets right now? Do you think the line's going to come down even more? Like, how, how are you um, handicapping the New York Jets right now? Yeah, I mean, similar to the Knicks, and, and I, I pointed it out, I'm, I'm actually already on it. It moved. I sprinkled, but I saw the Jets at 25 to 1 about 10 days ago. And we're seeing, and it was Carr really before Rodgers, and Carr wouldn't have moved the market like this more than Aaron. But between Aaron, Lamar's uncertainty in Baltimore, I think you have to sprinkle. But again, and Colin talks about the AFC so top heavy with quarterbacks. Uh, you got Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar. The list goes on. It's so stacked, and the NFC just paid Daniel Jones a lot more than Daniel Jones 
probably would have got any other year. We'll keep it there. But to answer your question, you have to, because Aaron Rodgers is a two-time MVP of the last three seasons. And if he chooses to engage, it's similar to an NBA superstar. It's game on. And that defense was top five in almost every statistical category last year. A real pass D, a real front seven. The Williams brothers, you got to sprinkle. The market's moving. Sprinkle, just hope that Aaron Rodgers chooses the Jets. If he doesn't, cash out. And like you always say, you can get a you can get a futures ticket, and then the market moves, and you can get a little uh, you can cash. Yeah, out. yeah, you can cash out. It happened with Denver last year with with Russ. So that was a perfect example of a of a team you get increased odds. And you know this, Matt. I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers goes, it's not going to be eighteen, nineteen hundred. It'll drop again. So you still have time if you're a believer in him. But you know, this is where the 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 media can can smoke and mirrors you. So pay attention who you're listening to with these reports. Scoops all over the place. All right, last question of the day. Uh, our, our partners in crime over at Action Network and um, at the volume, too, as well, are the favorites. They did a whole podcast on betting on the Oscars. Will you be betting on the Oscars? What are your thoughts on betting on the Oscars? Uh, I bet on everything. I bet on Korean baseball in the pandemic. So, of course, I'm betting on the Oscars. Uh, now, do I have time, everything, everywhere, all at once, to watch everything, everywhere, all at once? No, I'm, I'm betting seven sports, seven days a week, all day, every day. Daniel Day-Lewis with it. Take shout out an Oscar, not. But yes, I mean, look, this is an exciting Oscars. Elvis in the mix, Top Gun. You got the Fablemans, the Spielberg uh, hit home piece. You know, will will uh, Banshees of Ian Sheeran hit? Look, <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy out in Hollywood. Of course, I'll make a phone call. Of course, I'll, I'll, I'll find out some inside research. I'll post my plays. We'll have some fun. Yeah, I'm going to bet on the Oscars, of course. Why not? Let's go. And it's Hollywood, baby. The fix could be in. And we'll get out of here with a little March Madness ad. This March, take your first shot at College Hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook. Get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks on the bracket. You'll land 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads to that 5 versus 12 seed matchup you've been eyeing. Favorite bets for the tournament? Look. Jalen Wilson, Dewan Harris came back from a championship Kansas team in a tournament that's wide open. They got four guys, shout out Grady, that averaged double dig. I like Kansas to run it back, but that's just me. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. There's no better place to bet the tournament than FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to FanDuel.com forward slash Monaco and make every moment more with FanDuel all tournament long. Also, we are now live on FanDuel in the state of Massachusetts. Make sure to follow the volume there for all boosted promos for new users in the state of Massachusetts. Want to make sure we get that in. Big ups to everyone betting, listening. Appreciate my producer, Matt, crushing it. Hey, hug your mothers. Have a great weekend. Selection Sunday. We can't wait for the madness. We'll see you next week. The volume.